Welcome to the Future Insiders Podcast, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, we're talking to Elena Chopyak of the International Rescue Committee. Let's get to it. All right, so I'm joined right now by Elena Chopyak. She is an emergency accountability coordinator at the International Rescue Committee. So welcome, Elena. Thank you. Awesome. So in the Future Insiders podcast, we talk a lot about the future of technology, uh, you know, when it comes to technology, business, and humanity. So maybe tell folks a little bit about what you're doing, um, you know, because you have a really interesting story. Sure. Um, so right now I am leading a team of four other people um, at the International Rescue Committee to explore um, different use cases for virtual reality um, in humanitarian aid. Um, specifically, we're looking at um, how we can use virtual reality for workshops, for trainings. Um, even before COVID, we were you know, we're, we're an international NGO, but we do have financial restrictions. So being able to send trainers all over the world to train all of our colleagues is just not possible. So um, we've really been exploring the use of virtual reality for a couple of different things. <clears throat> and for me, I'm really interested in looking at VR for um, use cases like leadership and management skills. Um, one of the things that's really near and dear to my heart is virtual reality for security and safety training. Um, right now, most staff get an online training. Um, I personally was sent to um, an in-person training on site where I was able to practice kidnapping scenarios, different hostility scenarios, but that's just not an option for a lot of our staff. And so I'm really interested in looking at VR potentially to, to be able to train staff in what to do <clears throat> if they get kidnapped, what they do um, if they experience hostility at a checkpoint. Um, so there's just a lot of ways that we can make training and professional development much more accessible to a lot of colleagues all over the world. That's super interesting. So when I used to be a journalist, I remember I was saving up to go to, I think it was Argentina, and do this simulation training. And part of the simulation training for journalists was an attempt at kidnapping. Um, so I think that, yeah, and I had not thought about that in years until you bring it up. So very, you know, this is such a powerful tool to be able to use VR um, you know, instead of doing something live action that tends to be extremely costly uh, right. to, be able to train people in a totally different way. So very interesting. Yeah. And I think for me, it's also about, it's not just about, um, I think the, the realism that's part of VR, but also being able to democratize access to learning. So as you mentioned with the training in um, Argentina, for me, it was Amsterdam. I mean, that is prohibitively expensive for everyone. And not all of my colleagues can get visas to go to Amsterdam and so, or to Argentina. Um, and in the end, it probably ends up being a couple of thousand dollars per person. Um, and so for me, I just think it's, it's a way to make sure we've, we extend access to quality professional development. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really interesting. And you and I were chatting uh, before, you know, before we recorded this podcast about um, one of the, some of the ways that you're using VR for team building uh, with your team. So maybe share a little bit about that. Sure. So one of the things that um, we've been doing, so my team, just to back up a little bit, we are scattered 
um, in different states in the United States. My supervisor is in Germany. I have another colleague who is in Canada. Um, and so we've been um, experimenting with VR to go into um, different virtual meeting rooms, which has been great to have that physical sense of embodiment, um, being able to write on whiteboards together. Um, but we also are trying to focus on having fun together. So um, next Friday, we're actually going to be going into an escape room together um, and spending about an hour in there um, and just having fun. And so that's another thing I forgot to mention is that we are looking at the use of VR for team building, especially when even my larger team is remote too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so exciting and so much fun. And, um, you know, you've been, you've gotten quite active, uh, you know, going to conferences and, and kind of starting to get connected in the, in the VR space. What are maybe two of the things that you've seen lately that you've enjoyed? Um, I think for me, the top two, I think one is the, the concert that John Legend just gave, I think it was last week. Um, and I being able to watch that and seeing how his avatar was so responsive to his movements and seeing that connection between entertainment, but then also this social good and how he was using this space to raise money for his um, for his mm -hmm. for his cause was super exciting. Um, and I think the other thing for me is probably um, I think having conferences in virtual reality has also been really exciting. And I think it goes back to having that sense of embodiment, but then also democratizing access. And again, thinking about visas and thinking about, um, you know, just the cost and how that has, it lowers the barrier of entry. Yeah, and I mean, it's so important. I think access is a big, big, uh, you know, question mark that I usually get. It's like, okay, this is great technology, um, you know, but how do you how do you how do you provide further access and i think it's really important that you guys are using it for that um yeah i mean we're getting towards the end of of the this quick little interview that we're doing but maybe what are some of the things that you're excited um about when it comes to the future of vr i think for me outside of thinking about vr for good i really am excited about vr for entertainment purposes and then also the social aspect of bringing people together so as I mentioned before doing an escape room um, in VR and then also you know I've been attending some of the the meetups in Altspace VR and some of these other meeting spaces and I you know I live alone um, and I'm adhering pretty closely to these social distancing norms and so for me I have felt a sense of togetherness um, with people all over the world that I really don't think I would have experienced otherwise and so I would just like to see where this goes um, in terms of I think having in, in terms of creating that emotional connection with people that you're not in a physical space with yeah and i think it'd be great if next time you and i meet we meet in vr i think that'd be really fantastic i think that'd be great yeah and for those that are listening so elena is actually the winner of the kathy hackle scholarship for women um you know i let her i read her application i just knew that you know she was one of the people that really stood out to me and you know i just want to say thank you thank you for applying um we, you know, I had actually over 90 women apply for the scholarship, so that was very humbling. And I'm just, I'm just excited to have connected with you, Elena. And um, yeah, any any final words? Um, just wanted to say thank you to you, and uh, that I'm really appreciative and super excited about VR and and being part of moving this forward. Awesome. And where can folks find you? How can connect? How can they connect with you? Um, can connect with me on Twitter 
Uh, my handle is at E-C-H-O-P-Y-A-K. So the first letter of my name and then my last name. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Elena. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Future Insiders podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you in our next episode.